Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. We would like to acknowledge the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. There's a lot of flags being put up in our neighborhood. I know. It's a real... What is that? It's like a... It began as a supporting the Ukraine situation. And um, then someone added an American flag to it. And then someone it. added a British flag. Yeah. I wanted to add the the Tongva people flag. Yeah. And uh, But then, you know, how many flags? I know. Maybe we should move away from nationalism or geographic identity and move just towards like things that people are fans of. Like a Taylor Swift flag. A weed flag. Yeah. Yeah, Laurel Canyon style. <laughs> Taylor Swift and Laurel Canyon. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, no, but really, this is we're in Hollywood, California, the the current heart of anti-Semitism, which is just wonderful. Loving that, man. <laughs> that four hundred five flag. Oh yeah, that was just some interesting flag work this week. Um, <laughs> Down with the flags from the 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 Goyim Defense Liberation or whatever they were called. I know. I grew up Jewish, but not affluent, so I was always confused. I guess people just think that Jews are controlling things. I'm not controlling much. Yeah, you weren't brought into the fold. No, no, <laughs> I wasn't the fold of affluent Jewish people. But it is funny. Like we're both born Jewish people in entertainment and you would And born think, to be wild. And born to be wild too. But you would think that if there were a conspiracy going, we, at some point someone would have tapped us. Right. I would have got a little tap on the shoulder and go, hey, look, you're Jewish, you're in entertainment, you're in the media. Would you like to officially join the conspiracy? And so far, nothing. So I either I, I might be kind of like, I remember hearing Courtney Love wanted to join Scientology but they didn't let her because she was too unpredictable. That's so flattering. Like she actually wanted to move forward They're in like, no. Hollywood and they were like, no, you're too much of a wild card. So it might be like that. Like we might not be perceived as being stable enough to be part of a conspiracy. But I think the more likely scenario is that there isn't one. I mean, the, the, my, the Jewish people I knew in New York were very into civil rights. And sable. And socialism. There was definitely and sable. a smoked fish. There was definitely they were a smoked into fish the conspiracy. working man and civil rights and sable. Sable, if you don't know, is a type of white fish, a smoked fish, and it's called sable because it's as delicious as if you're eating a sable fur coat. What is that true? No, I don't. I think it's something to do. That's what I thought it was to do with. It's Wait. such a delicious, luxurious white fish, like a delicious, luxurious sable coat. Hey Siri, why is Sable, the fish, called Sable? Unless it's named after someone called Mr. Sable, Mrs. Sable. Sable fish, also known as black cod. Oh, that's a very oily, delicious fish. Live on the ocean floor and have been found at depths of more than a mile below the surface. The wow. skin of sable fish is charcoal gray. Another name for sable fish is butterfish. Yeah, I think because it's so oily and smooth and just you know high end wow there you go you know about those worms on the bottom of the ocean floor that are flat and big and long and 
Because they've had compression, maybe? From- no. Tell me more. That's all I know. They're very deep. <laughs> what a conversation starter. The deep, deep, deep part. Yeah. Well, oh, you I started said- it with these fish on the floor. I know. But I, 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 I'm disappointed. <laughs> you regret that- it. Wait, can we go back one more time? Ask me about that, worms. Do you know about the worms that are on the, the deepest, darkest part of the ocean that are very long and flat from maybe the compression of the ocean or something? Sounds like my wedding night. <laughs> Deep and long and flat. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so what happened last week we were talking about you were all aboard doing a drunk history thing and we got suggestions from we the beautiful babies. We got great suggestions. So this is my Jenna thought Malone process. saying Listen. do the history of the corset. We had well, all these interesting I suggestions. I loved all of them. Yeah. Uh, there's There were the Gilmore Girls and then I thought of... Um, Not the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> the Gibson girls. Yeah. I'm already. I'm, I would I like to hear to you trying. do a drunk history about the Gilmore girls. I, I audition. I was going to audition and this was, I was sort of surprised. I thought I can't be a mother of a teenager when that was coming out. And then lo and behold, I, I should have auditioned for it. Who played the mom? Eh, can't remember her name. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I never saw the show, but I'm sure she's fabulous. I can picture her face. Mm. It's a very beloved, beloved or beloved, beloved. a beloved face. Beloved. What about that word we we learned that was... Uh, oh, oh, oh. Love is a many splendid thing. Right. We My were in mom the car. wanted to hear it in the car. Yes. My mom's visiting. She's yeah, in Yeah, and we were DJing for her as we drove to the Norton Simon Museum, and she wanted to hear Simon and Garfunkel. She wanted to hear Love is a many splendid thing, I thought. but it's And then Nat King Cole, she said that version, because there's so many versions... He said, love is a many splendored thing. And I thought, oh, that's an interesting choice. And Ben said, no, it's really called splendored. Yeah, that's what the, that on must, all the versions, even Ringo Starr. Spl- so, <laughs> even <is> Ringo Starr. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, so we were, you were going to do a drunk history. Yeah, so so the Gibson girls, Yeah. who um, one of them famously was in the Stanford White murder case, that architect in New York, and she had a horror, it was so depressing. Stanford White like whipped and abused her. And Wait, who's she, Stanford White? He was a famous architect. I think he did the um, Ark in Washington Square Park and so many other buildings and famous New York architect. The Ark in the Park? Or the Arch? Arch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see, I don't uh, need a drink for drunk Stanford history. White did the famous Ark in the Park. Ark yeah. in the Park. <laughs> you never heard about the Ark in the Park? <laughs> and... Um, there there was a murder. She was the girl on the swing. Did you see Ragtime or read the book? There, they they have it in that movie. Oh, I saw Kate was in Ragtime, right? Well, she did the musical. Yeah, I saw Andover. that. So, yes, she was uh, a Gibson girl. But And then the corset, fascinating. And sad. then you looked into Sparta, sad. the Spartan school. Oh, no, the um, Agoji tribe. Who were part of like... The Sparta. Right. You were going to study like male warcraft. But basically, we got to it, and you were like, "We had I don't a want weird to get drunk. fight." Well, also, I didn't want to get that drunk, <laughs> which sort of is like the whole thing. I know. I just don't. I I just thought I can get tipsy. But I only version of drunk history was having a glass of wine and chatting or something, which is sort of what the podcast is, right? Well, um, anyway. yes. Anyway, so I didn't do it, but I but I uh, appreciate. I, I appreciate you. I appreciate me. Thank you. And that's I, I feel appreciated. Show. Drunk History is my plane ride show. I like the arms you're doing right now. You're doing like, it's like you're Superman flying <laughs> through both arms extended forward. This is your airplane thing. It's my sort of comfort show. 
Speaking of drunk history and drug history, mm-hmm. uh, I shared up on our socials in the last week, anyone who's seen it, uh, there was a clip from the first episode of Jello Biafra's podcast, Renegade Roundtable, that's on Weirder Together Network. He interviews Al Jorgensen, and it's an amazing clip. I'm just going to play it right now. It's about why Al hates the Eagles. You hate them. That's clear. Oh, I yeah. I've only hated them for probably 15 years, 20 years. 20 years is when I started hating the Eagles, and that's because... Joe Walsh sold me the worst Coke I've ever had. It was Apple's, <laughs> and I didn't get high. And he was supposedly the big L.A. Coke dealer at the time. And uh, I was just like, dude, no, you just ripped me off. And uh, then I started re-listening to the, to the Eagles and realized, like, yes, this is rip-off music. You can't get <laughs> And as far as I know, Glenn Fry was a registered Republican the entire time. Of course he was. There's so much I find intriguing about this. Yeah. Firstly, yeah. First, so he previously to 15 or 20 years ago, Al Jurgens from ministry, I guess, liked the Eagles. There's right. the surprise in that, right? Yeah, I was mistaking the Eagles with Steve Miller Band because I thought, wow, registered Republican because fly like an eagle to this. That's oh, probably why because the yeah, song. And yeah, I yeah. thought, well, that's such a groovy song. I can't imagine, you know, you could fit, phone that in and be, you know, Anyway, but then the Eagles, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I get, that makes sense. Yeah, Eagles, Hotel California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, thing I f- the other thing I found interesting about that was he just casually drops the idea that everyone's familiar that Joe Walsh was the biggest Coke dealer. I, don't, I think he didn't time. mean he dealt Coke. I think he meant he was the guy you go to for Coke. Maybe John Worcester, you know, from Super Chunk, he shared this on his Instagram, but he left that line out because he's, and he wrote underneath, I don't want Irving Azoff to sue me, basically. Who's it's like, that? That's the Eagles manager, oh, famous right. manager. He's, and who yeah. now manages Marcus Mumford, I think. Mumford and Son? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he's a very notorious. We can't talk about bands without explaining them. Your mother. Oh, my mum complained about that, didn't she, she? She didn't compliment the pod. She, she just she complained would... that we talked about music and didn't explain these bands. I think she would know the Eagles and... But I also think that our the way we talk about bands, it's not like weird, deep... Um, yeah. You don't need a lot of background. I know. I was think. I taught my daughters that. Uh, I was think if you're with people in person, it's rude to talk about something they don't know, like a a story or a person. I always like to fill someone in in person and say, um, "Oh, list, we're talking about this story of a friend of mine who used to be my neighbor," and you fill them in because it's rude. They're standing there; they don't know what you're talking about. But on, I don't know if on a podcast or radio, well, do podcasts. You need- Podcasts are a little different because I think what you're essentially enjoying listening to is that it's the people connecting. Right. And I don't need every detail. I mean, it's funny. We've been listening to the Joker Men podcast. Yes. Which is these two guys going through a lot of Dylan's catalog, but also Lou Reed and different things. And a lot I don't of the know mu- a lot yeah, of a lot it, of the yeah. music. But you're what you're enjoying is anyway. I'm sort of like I'm defending us to my phantom yeah. mother, who's not going to listen no, to this because I... we've alienated her by talking about Fugazi dumpster diving in episode four. Okay, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and and what else I thought of that clip? I thought of 15, 20 years ago. That's not that long ago to be. Yeah, that was like two. So two thousand and two. Because I haven't done hours buying coke for yeah. so long. I I've done it a hand, literally a handful of times, and the and I also relate to the bad 
coke thing like I once the one time I had nice cocaine was in England in the 90s where the come down was like actually pleasant my fear of cocaine is the come down and you'll be so depressed yeah, I, I like I, the idea of feeling great but I don't want to feel like suicidal yeah I only did it a couple of times it was not for me look not at us me. yeah look at us we're so, wholesome. we're so wholesome we're so wholesome do you know what else we um we got clarified shortly after last week's episode. Remember we were talking about the two artists yes. who used to dress yes. in sort of antiquarian. William Corbin texted me and he said the artists I was actually thinking of, because I know he met them too, because we were both hanging out around, you know, he was living at Dustin's and everything. Um, were called McDermott and McGough. And I've got their website, and there's a great quote from David McDermott at the top that says, I've seen the future, and I'm not going. Oh. McDermott and McGough consists of visual artists David McDermott and Peter McGough. Uh, they are contemporary artists known for their work in painting, photography, sculpture, and film. They are best known for using alternative historical processes in their photography, including techniques of cinotype, gum, bichromat, salt, tricolor, carbo, platinum, and... Pl anyway... And so there they're... also were the another gay couple. This is a gay couple? I think so. There were Gilbert and George. Yeah, Gilbert and George, that's right. They... And they were more they were more in the well, they were born in the forties, so their work would have been in I don't know, but they're great as well. But let me tell you, this is the bit about these guys I was remembering. This is from their bio. During the 1980s, McDermott and McGough dressed, lived, and worked as artists and, and men about town circa 1900 to 1928. They wore top hats and detachable collars, converted a townhouse on Avenue C in New York's East Village, which was only lit by candlelight to its authentic mid-19th century ideal. And this is the quote. We were experimenting in time, trying to build an environment and a fantasy we could live and work in. Isn't that cool? I love that. It's like I, time travel. I thought you didn't like that, but I love it. I don't love it for me. You like it for the... Oh, that people. sounds like a nightmare to me. I don't I don't want to live as a man about town from 1900 to 1920. Do you know how itchy the clothes were? I've just been uh, sort of scratching my head about Halloween. Like if I go to my friend's party around the corner... So I did find, I'm thinking comfort, I found a Cinderella when she's in her day dress costume. Oh, like which, when she's cleaning the house and everything. Which I almost can wear in Oh, real with the little life. birdies flying yeah, around. Yeah, and I thought I could that. get yeah. little bird stuffed animals and put them. That's cute. And you look like Snow White. No, it's not Snow White. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Did I say Snow White? I meant maybe Cinderella. I said Snow White. Cinderella. Cinderella's the blonde. Yeah. yeah but okay. she also it, it, her hair looks sort of light brown in <laughs> times. That that when, <laughs> from certain angles of the animation. <laughs> in certain lighting. I've always said the the cartoon characters you look most like are Snow White and Minnie Mouse. Because I I often wear a red bow in my hair and I guess my hair is bla appears black. And your nose is it's it's got a mouse nose quality to oh, okay. it. It's like a little button, a little turned up right, button. Yeah. Dark hair, the red ribbon. Yeah. Yeah. I got my dad's Scottish little I don't even know if it's Scottish. Scott I like a big nose. But your dad doesn't look like Mickey Mouse. No. No. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You always want what you don't have. But you don't like your nose? No, I don't dislike it. I just love a beautiful sort of Roman nose. Oh, yeah. But it's I'm happy. There's We're- other parts of me I would... For sure, change the nose is it's fine. Yeah, your nose is great. Do you remember when we um I had a I got a massage in Austria? Oh yeah. And the masseuse came in and um I this isn't at all to disparage it, but she had the biggest nose I've ever seen in my life. I was life. I saw it and, and, and it's, saw it? It, it it's it was startling. It was erotic. Yes. It was literally as if someone had come in displaying a part of their body that you would keep hidden. And I don't know, it, yeah. it, it was just, it was amazing because it made me think I fancied myself, again, not not delving too deeply into anti-Semitic stereotypes, but I fancied myself having been exposed to fairly sizable noses. Right. But this was something else. It was extraordinary. Yeah. And yeah. you've mainly dated, your, you know how some Jewish men date non-Jewish looking women or non-jewish women shikses shikses i'm yeah. not i mean i'm not but yeah so but yeah yes I've, this woman and she was not jewish i, I i'm imagining austrian, austrian. in a hotel yeah, yeah but it was startling and it is sort of erotic when something yeah. like that happens it is very erotic the this sort of yeah it reminds me of like harry cruz and bukowski i don't know exactly where i'm going with this but they sort of had this erotic fixation on things that were unusual sure. like whether it was you know and it was very fetishistic it would be like there sometimes be like amputees or people but but there is something about how much pressure we put on perfect physical specimens of a certain kind that can form in our world yeah that when you see something that blatantly doesn't fit in it's almost like um it's almost liberating to yeah. see because you realize that there a lot of the shame we carry or the standards we hold ourselves to are like totally unnecessary and yeah. there are ways to comport yourself through the world who was this other i know bukowski but harry cruz he wrote like feast of snakes he was a should i read that oh yeah i was gonna read john fonte again I was in he's the like but he's like the southern john fonte oh that sounds or great bukowski he's like tamra davis turned me on to harry cruz oh nice he's like he was For those who real... don't know tamra davis she directed Pineapple Express? No, no. That was <laughs> Judd Apatow, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, of course. Or no, or Greg Matola. No, She's but, all, I mean, no, she directed she, a movie I did. Yeah, she did, but she direct, Drew directed um, either Happy Gilmore or Billy Madison or something and Gun Crazy, the movie you were in. and Oh, a famous stoner movie, Half-Baked. That's but, what I was thinking But of. she was Mike D's wife from the Beastie Boys. That's how we both, um, our connection to so her. So we're filling you in. Yeah, exactly, Mom. Is that okay? <laughs> Is that okay? Are we? Do you need any more footnotes? Does this need to be like a David Foster Wallace novel with like two pages of footnotes for everything we say? So you'll give me that book? Yeah, I don't have a copy. I'll order you one though. I'll order you Feast of Snakes. During I'll, the I'll lockdown, mega lockdown, Ben and I read uh, a book. I think we talked about this already, the Herman Hess book. Yeah, the glass bead game. And it, it, we nearly Luday. broke up over it. It drove me insane. <laughs> there were no female characters. I love Herman Hess, but if that was our divorce was like, story from uh, the- <laughs> But it was it did pay off after page five hundred and forty nine. <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember. It was just- infuriating because it was magical in yeah. a sense like it felt good to read it, but I it was so obtuse in a certain way and i just thought this is so infuriating but why is it giving me like a good 
kind of it's giving me life in some way. Well, it was like that. We I did a gig with Fred Armisen the other night, and he was kind of doing this bit about if he was producing a classical record and oh, he played yeah. a little Bach. bit of Bach, and he'd Bach. be like, he'd be like, I, I'd lose that bit. Yeah. Let's cut that. Bring the drums in. What's the? <laughs> and it does. You do feel a certain type of, especially now when culture is, it has to hit pretty fast, right? Because the whole thing moves fast. When someone takes five hundred pages to get to the point of something, it feels presumptuous. Yeah, mildly insulting. Have you ever watched slow TV in in the stop in the Netherlands, wherever they have it? Isn't it just like a screensaver? I what think it? it's like just like a train ride. I don't know. There's a whole thing in, in of course, in the, what's it called? The sl- what's that part of the world where Sweden and Scandinavian. Scandinavian. It's very, you know, which is very Scandinavian. It's something that, you know, will relax, not relax you, but just put you in a different counter to what the fast pace, you know. Yeah, it's just like a fish tank or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to see sort of like an old couple sitting in the park doing nothing with yeah. somebody. And I would think, what are they doing? Why are they just sitting there doing nothing? Did or it there scare was a, you? Did it scare you? There was a Mick Jagger song on... Uh, uh, oh, we are going to have to cut this. What's Why? The, what? What's the album that has Paint It Black on it? Uh, this is a Stones album. Yeah. Right? I love that you just called it a Mick Jagger song. <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, Her Majesty's is that no, one? No, uh, it's like it's like math in the title. Uh, a Rolling Stones album with math in the title. No, no, it's with painted black on. Yeah, that is on. Um, oh, aftermath. That's right, dude. That is amazing. It's got math in the title. That I wasn't expecting that. Okay. So I think this song. You know this song. I like to watch the children play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought he probably wrote that at like twenty three. Like he's relaxing and just watching children play in a park as tears go by as tears go by it might not be on aftermath but i thought what is he sitting there but anyway my point i ripped that song off recently on a new song yeah i want to know about that so let me finish my point which is now i'm not that i'm so old i but i do enjoy sitting just watching the children play or just yeah just sitting like i can see just sitting down Maybe it's just because I'm like lazy, but you know what I mean? Like just now I see that it's sort of, it's relaxing. I think I used to just need to be bopping around. But are you thinking or is this just like, are you just sort of on a shutdown, like sleep, putting the computer to sleep type mode? Well, because I'm not a good napper and I'm learning how to be a good sleeper now, but uh, I think it's just... uh, yeah, it's just like recharge, I guess. Yeah, so you just not, sit on I'm a not, park bench and just I'm not contemplate. Meditating. I'm you're not just, contemplating your past. I think I'm just giving myself a breather from uh, people pleasing. Sitting on a bench, giving yourself a break from people pleasing. I love it. So, what's your song that is like as year as years go by? As tears go by. Tears go by. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's more just that it's, um, it's a new song. It has this little guitar riff in it, and I was like, "What is that?" And I'm really. It's really funny, like when I think back to my records, there are several moments where I stole things consciously where I'm fine with it. But if I didn't realize I was stealing something, it left a really bad taste in my mouth. Right. So like I have certain songs that I didn't realize until the record came out and someone was like, oh, that's the melody from something else. And I feel frustrated by that. So I wish people had told me, I wish... I wish people had uh, brought it up at the time. as So that one, I was like, I know this melody. I know this guitar riff. And I te- can't remember who I texted. I think I texted Gab from Japanese Wallpaper. And I was like, do you know what this riff is? 
and he didn't. And then I clicked and I was like, oh, it's those tears go by. And he says, oh, I don't know that song. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. The, but I did f- that new song I played the other night at Largo. I've been concerned about that song. And you changed part of it. I changed part of it. And then even after I played it the other night, I was walking around just asking a few people, like, did that rip something off? Exactly. Like, I'm happy to rip what something off. What did they say? No, no. Oh, no, cool. No, it didn't. It I wonder didn't. if Fred Armisen, he probably. No, I asked him. Oh. Yeah, because and he's got a musicologist. Did yeah, I said, am I, I said, you've got a good musicologist here. Did, is that, am I stealing something really directly? But did you really say directly? what it was afterwards that you were afraid of stealing? No, I don't know what it was. I know. No, no, the bridge. You're talking about the bridge that oh. was sounding like Weezer. Oh. It's not that. I, the whole thing. I was worried about the oh, whole thing. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. I tried to sound like, Betty Davis made her Ds sound like Ts. She would say like, good. Yeah. And I remember doing a TV show in England. I was on a TV show series or whatever and I it was medieval so I just thought oh, I'll just say I'll do that because I love Betty Davis you know and she's so awesome that she says good I stole Evan Dando's and, posture um, <laughs> and the director <laughs> didn't know what I was doing of course and he said don't do that what are you doing <laughs> that's so funny that you were doing that yeah where was she from Betty Davis she's American okay. I think she's from the you know New England Gotcha. My, that's my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fans, our yeah. 500 fans, tell us. Oh, yeah. Do you think we have 500? I think more. No, like there's more. 50. Than, oh, do you mean casual listeners versus actual hardcore beautiful babies? You're trying yeah. to you're trying to quantify the well, actual just the number of people who want to tell fans. me if I'm right. She's from. I know she ended up having a house in you know wherever country. I think house. part of the thing with fans and with the internet is generally people who don't like things are louder than people who do. So there's a lot of people privately enjoying the podcast that are not going to interact and give you feedback. But, but no, there's the, there's those fans and I'm one of them when I you know listen to people or, or you want to sort of chime in like um your friend who's told you who those artists were. They just want to like say, oh yeah, you. Were oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That totally. kind of thing. You were thinking yeah. of this, or that's. And I do that when I listen to podcasts and people forget something, and I think I know it. Yeah, I, yeah, I know yeah, what I you're know. talking about. Like if you're listening to Three Dumb or something. Yeah. What pods are you listening to lately? I'm listening to. I like trashy divorces and done and done. They talk about divorces, but it's more historical and kind of. They're just great voices, you know. And done and done is sort of Dominic Dunn. All his oh, kind yeah, of world. Oh, yeah, you've told me about that. That's right. Yeah. Um, and what else? I mean, I'm listening to The Daily when it's not too scary for me. I listened to it in the middle of the night. I wasn't able to sleep. Oh, now I love... Uh, oh, Jokerman. Jokerman. Yeah. I, last night I listened to a crossover episode between this podcast called It Could Happen Here, which is about the rise of fascism in America, uh-huh. and a podcast I didn't know of called Hood Politics, uh-huh. and it was about what's going on between Kanye and Candace Owens and how the right wing are sort of using Kanye and how much, particularly within the black community, like what's the limit? It was the conversation of like, at what point do you basically cut someone off and say, you're not invited to the party anymore? Yeah. And one of the co-hosts was saying something really interesting, which was like, you don't want to put someone like that in a position where their only person they can talk to is Candace Owens. Like you want people able to come back to their community and get feedback. But uh, it was, yeah, Yeah, that is interesting. interesting. You know, that's a good one. That's called It Could Happen Here. I've heard of that one. And of course, Threedom and Thought Spiral. Classics in our household. Yep. And uh, 
uh, you know, we put on kind of Howard in the house when we're cleaning, doing the dishes. So we're currently, we have dived into Real Housewives Salt Lake City. And, uh, <laughs> don't tell us what happens don't, to we Jen don't, Shaw. We don't well, know yet. We know Jen Shaw is going to prison or something, but we know. don't know why and we want to keep it that way. We don't want any spoilers. I just know her lawyer said don't do Botox in the court case. That's right. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you look more sympathetic? Do you think my mom struggles when we talk about various Real Housewives or it's just music references she doesn't understand? I don't know. I think she would like us to talk about. I don't know. Yeah, she'd like to talk. She'd like us to talk about more members of her community. No, she's not <laughs> like that. What would my mom want to talk about? Her, she, or, my, or her little brother, Uncle Michael. We've yet to have. It's funny. He's coming we, to town. I know. And I, you know, I, he he he. If you give him a list of things yeah, to do amazing. around the house, because there isn't there is a. He's like a uh, just born handyman. But there is yeah. a um, not a trope, but there's a thing about Jewish men aren't good at fixing things around the house not a trope what's it called a stereotype yeah which may be true but uncle michael is very good at doing things around the house so uncle michael is really on the forefront of combating anti-semitism in his own way Mm -hmm. just with his handiwork around in his house we have to figure this out but we haven't had any guests on this podcast yet except goldie this is a very it's a very closed circle it's It's such a very elite and there is part of me that's like I think we get Michael on the mic. Michael on the mic. We potentially even, if it works, give him Michael on the mic's corner each week where he calls in and gives us a little, no. No, I love it. I'm thinking about what to ask him. and But, uh, you know, I'm the things I'm curious about, you know, it'll it, they'll be sort of family deep things. And he's quite... What's amazing, there's the gamut with my the three of them, my mom and Joanna and Michael. Joanna, her story, I should do not a drunk history, but Joanna's story, my aunt, it's unreal. Yeah, it is. And she was this highly intelligent, had almost an Auntie Mame life in a sense. The most like friends with Hemingway and Warren Beatty and I've married five times and very troubled. Five, really five. Yeah. Wow. And her first husband, she was so young. She went to a party at right after they got married and someone, she was talking to someone and she was going to introduce her husband and she blanked on his name Whoa. and they divorced. And also, yeah. Wait, that was it? They, they divorced after that because of that? Well, because of that and other things, but it was just like she realized, oh, this is a mental block. But she always Oh, had- so wait, wait. She forgot his name and then she divorced him. She left him. Wow. Well, she thought, I'm, I have a mental block. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, she just it. was always in the right place at the right time and, and just, uh, just brought a character and mean. And um, uh, anyway, and then, and very difficult, but kind of an amazing life. She was one of the first people to survive meningitis in the late 30s because mm. they were experimenting with penicillin. And she's like, in a, you know, she was first sep- uh, mixed up at birth with, a, I think, a Puerto Rican baby because she had my grandfather's Hungarian olive skin. My, they, they take the baby away to bathe. They bring the baby back. And my grandmother is holding this baby. And she said to the nurse, I don't think this is my baby. And they ch- exchanged her, Whoa. but they brought her back. And then she almost died. Then she had an illegal abortion, which totally messed her up and she can never have children. I don't know if that's why, but at 16 and then on and on and on and on. My mom, who is placid and 
complex and then Michael <laughs> placid and complex <laughs> I don't know Michael was is just like the sweetie pie yeah the baby of the family the beautiful baby the beautiful baby so I'm just saying I don't know it's always fascinating with the siblings how they're can be also different absolutely well we're gonna have him here shortly but I found an interesting thing to wrap up this episode with what this guy I know who's been like in the music scene for a long time Mike Dubin He's someone who was sort of connected to Dashboard Confessional and My Chemical Romance. And I, I can't even remember how I met him, but I did a, a thing from a charity record or something. He sent me a recording from 2003, a gig I did at Fez in New York. Do you remember Fez? Oh, yeah. Was that the downstairs place? Downstairs from Time Cafe. And that was the place where I, I, I when we were a long time ago, I... I, we were dancing on the dance floor while we were just friends. No, 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 no. That was at E and O. Oh, okay. No, Time Cafe was on Lafayette. How many downstairs dancing places in, in New, New York, York? There was a lot. There were basements, right? right, they were right. Okay. So anyway, I did a gig and I was doing a residency there. I think around the time of my Hey You Yes You record coming out, and each week we do different things with guests and everything. And he sent me this recording of this one night where the we had like sort of an all star jam at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's um, Mark Ronson on bass. Oh, right. Claire Danes on drums, me on guitar, and Rashida Jones on vocals. And this is like before Rashida was a famous actress and before Mark was a famous producer and musician. So um, it's pretty cool. It's kind of crappy recording, but I thought it'd be fun to like. She sings well. She sings well. I thought we'd end the episode with a little bit of this recording. So uh, rate and review this podcast, you beautiful babies. Have you ever rated and reviewed? I have. Oh, that's good. I I have. It's really easy to do. It's like you just open the app and it's got those little stars. You just click it. I've, I don't know if you have to be signed up to do it. You're already signed up. That's how you get oh, podcasts. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah, then. it's nice to at least click five stars because they do. There are sort of things that happen in the algorithm. Okay. If you, I'm um, not. I'm not pretending. So you rate. No, me no, 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 no. It, but saying. it's genuinely. If you like a podcast, look. Ra- writing a review takes a little more energy. I'm not going to oh, lie I love about that. Writing, but doing just clicking five stars on a podcast you love is really right. is really good. I like um, reviewing Airbnbs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But anyway, I'm you, could, nice you could do that on our podcast. You can um, check out some of the other pods on our network. Brock Enright's Vague Data is going to have a new episode. And Jelly Biafra's Renegade Roundtable, new episodes every week. And uh, anything you want to end on before we head into this track? Is it Vague Data or Vague Data? Well, I would in Australia, we'd say data. I think it's Vague Data. But I say yeah, data, data in America. Okay, data. To, you know, yeah, I was thinking that when you said that, I thought Americans say data. But then I think I think I, they say data. <laughs> yeah. I say you're a beautiful baby. Vague daddy. See Vague be- daddy. <laughs> <laughs> See you beautiful babies. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.